Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. It is December 25th, 2022, the eighth night of Hanukkah, 5783, the, fin- the last and final night of Hanukkah for this year. And candle lighting will be very, very soon. It's dark out there now, and uh, it's been a really, really wonderful, wonderful Hanukkah here. Um, I am going to play something for you that I recorded uh, the Earlier in the week, um, at the right before the the holiday, I believe, maybe eight days ago, seven days ago, um, and I, I would like to get that out there because it was burning on my mind. So let's let's roll that, and then uh, I'll join you live again. Hey everybody, I've been uh, reviewing in my the conversation I had on our last show with Al Yakim, and um, I felt like it was a little bit a little bit critical of um, Jews who are not in Israel yet. We focused mostly on American Jews because both he and I are from there. But um, I guess it applies to everyone. But we focus on American Jews because that is a large group, almost six million, I think, and a wealthy group and a comfortable group. And I was just thinking this. Um, You know, he was critical about, uh, not critical, actually. He, he just said he knows so many people who have come here and have changed their careers. They were maybe a doctor or a lawyer in their home country, but when they come here, when they came here, they changed. And I didn't um, cut in to his conversation. He was going on about that. But I want to say something here. Um, people are maybe content with their lives for sure, content with their lives. They've built themselves up. They have reached a certain um, social standing and a professional standing. And they have it good. Why would they want to leave? And who are we to tell them to leave? Who are we to tell them it's better over here when they have everything they want? And they do have their kosher restaurants. They do have their good seat in shul. And their kids are getting great Jewish educations and everything. So who are we to tell them how great Israel is when... In fact, for them, Israel is going to be a change, going to be a struggle, and there's no guarantee that they'll reach the level of success that they have now. Um, who, who am I and who are we over here to tell them, hey, you should come over here, it's better here. I'm like, why would we do that? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like a sale. Why do we have to sell Israel? Why am I selling Israel? Why do I have to convince anybody to come here? Um, I didn't have anybody convincing me. I chose it on my own. Um, and nobody was pushing me and nobody was enticing me or, or really at all. I came by myself. Um, when I was 21, I think I told all of you that. And then later I came with my husband and our two kids. But if anybody pushes or has to sell you something. You know, I also, like, I'm not one of these people who goes and runs after the um, products they advertise on TV, right? Um, That goes with anything, with sugar cereals, 
And as some of you know, it also went for the vaccine. You know, I, I compared that to sugar cereals. It was like pushing. Um, so I don't think we need to push Aliyah, and that's not what I intend to do. What I intend to do with this program is to be a resource. And I hope whatever misunderstanding there may have been is cleared up, because that's what my intention is, to provide encouragement, sure, and to be a voice, a resource, a real person not affiliated with any agenda. When people ask me questions, I give them honest answers. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, fill up any data or statistics to see how many Olim we get, not at all. I'm just a private individual. And um, so use me that way and consider me that way as a unbiased person on the ground and um, someone you can ask questions to. And I think most of you do that, and I appreciate that. Just wanted to clear that up because I felt bad and a little uncomfortable with what may have come off as a little bit of Aliyah bashing, or I guess Olim, pre-Olim, non-Olim bashing. And that wasn't my intent um, at all. And I uh, hope that's okay. Okay, so that's <clears throat> hopefully clear. And those of you who uh, thought otherwise, I hope that's cleared up. I want to tell you about some interesting things that have happened this week. We do not have a guest. Everyone is busy lighting Hanukkiot. Everyone is busy with their uh, friends from out of town. Um, I got canceled by two guests already. I'm not going to run after a third. I just ran out of steam. But um, we have had a very busy time during this Hanukkah season. I actually recorded in the car some Hanukkah um, advertisements. I, I want to play it for you before I get into what I was going to tell you about the things I've been up to. Um, I hope... It sounds okay. Um, so that's what I did. I recorded commercials on the radio because in the car they play these Hanukkah songs and I just love it. I just love it. And, you know, by the time I get my phone and turn record on, it's like towards the end. But like there's these Hanukkah medleys they play on some of these radio stations. And I'm just like loving it. I just love it. It's all these songs that I heard when I was a little child and even songs that my children learned when they were in the Ganya Ladim here. And that's something that's very, very, um, very special when you move here, especially when you move here and you have young children. If you're what, what I did was I um, before we moved here, we rented a videotape of Israeli nursery rhymes and we played them and we let the kids watch them when we were still in Philadelphia. So I learned these songs with the kids. So when they were in the gun here, the kindergarten, I knew all the songs. And so when they would come home and sing them or when I would go to school and hear them or when there'd be a you know, Hanukkah party or a birthday party or something like that, I would know the songs. And I advise all of you listening to the program, if you have any inkling at all, any plan in the future, doesn't matter how far in the future of making Aliyah, I encourage you to learn nursery songs because you do hear them throughout your life. You hear them when your children are little. You also hear them on the radio. And I heard them recently during the Hanukkah songs, and I just loved it. Even like they had little children sing the song, so I love that. But Hanukkah here is a very, very magical time. I uh, want to tell you three things that have happened that I've, that I've been involved with. One of them was a trip I organized with another organization, Regavim, and us, and we had um, a trip planned throughout Yudah Shomron last Tuesday. It was very well attended. 35 people signed up. We went to Hargilo. We went to Efrat, Mitzpeh Ha'alef, which is part of uh, Neve Daniel, Herodian, and Kever Rachel. 
and it was awesome. It was a morning to evening trip. And we went through all those places and we had a, an expert with us from Regavim, which is the legal, um, it's an organization that fights illegal construction, illegal I- Arab construction in Israel. And so we got these really very in-depth explanations of what's going on and we saw everything. It was just amazing. And we had two medics with us. And so, you know, if anyone needed medics, we had that representation and it was just really, really wonderful day. Met a lot of really, really great people. And, you know, it was in English and all these people were Olim. And, you know, there are so many. There's just so many more. And that was like a last minute trip. And they've been asking, when are we doing it again? So I will try to plan another one. And I will let you all know if you have people who are going to be in Israel. I'll let you know. I'll um, And I, we'll, we'll get it. We'll, we'll do another trip because it was a lot of fun and um, really, really special people. And it's really nice when you're on a trip with people, a day trip, because you really get to meet them. And um, you, you're on the bus together and you, you almost feel like a, ch- a, a student, you know. So that was great. Today, a whole week later, um, I was in Bruchin, which is 77 kilometers north of me, north, north Shomron. And we had a dedication of a youth park, which I have a donor do. Beautiful park and a pergola and a deck and a pathway and um uh, just gorgeous um, out there. Bruchin is a very, very big issue of 450 families. And it's near Peduel, if any of you know that area, um, Ale Zahav. And they are such a big yishuv and very, very well developed inside. But around the perimeter, it's um, wild. Okay, so when I say wild, there, there are hills and valleys and Arabs, big Arab villages right next to them, too. And they said this to us, you know, they said we were very developed inside. It's true. Beautiful homes, sidewalks, um, playgrounds, you know, parking spots and a big shul and, you know, uh, just very well um, maintained and, and very well constructed and beautiful and built everyone, you know, big homes and stuff. But around it, I mean, right outside that it's nothing. And they need to build out and protect and so they're doing that and we help them do that we help build a park um, on one side the southern edge and on the northern edge they took us out there they have a goat farm they have a family that moved there and they put down a caravan and they have now a herd of goats sorry not goats sheep a herd of sheep and a a young family there and they're going to expand and bring other people to live there so that was pretty cool that happens all over that also happens where I live in Susia I think I told you all we had a bar mitzvah on a hilltop where they have goats and two families. And actually, right after I record today, right after this show, right after I get off the air, I'm going up the same place because the yeshuv is invited to light the eighth candle up on the same hilltop because we need to see we need to keep going up there. People just aren't enough people going up there. And this is what goes on throughout Yudon Shamron, not just my yeshuv, not just Bruchin where I was today, everywhere. Um, the yeshuvim and the Jewish yeshuvim are building and thriving and building, but you know the infrastructure and the way people live is very much um, like a suburb. So what what does a suburb? How do people live? They get in their car, they go and they leave in the morning. They come back in the evening. They get out of their car, they go in the house, they go to sleep, and then the next day they do it again. So they're not walking around patrolling, and they're not living in the area. There are there is activity in the area. There is school in the area, and there are children in the area, and, and then there are some workers in the area. But uh, but right outside the area, right outside the yeshuv, or right outside the suburb, 
the Arabs are working very, very quickly, very, very methodically, building homes, planting vineyards day after day, sometimes quietly, sometimes loudly, but they're doing it and they're doing it nonstop. So while we are getting in our cars and leaving the, the yeshuv, going to our high tech jobs, going to wherever, and then coming back and going right into our house, they are right going, they're, they're right outside the perimeter and they're, they're building up. So we need to change that. We need more Jews to live on the perimeter, to be not just patrolling, but actually living in the yeshuv and around the edges. So these families who put up these goat farms and these, these shepherds and these sheep and, um, live there with their dogs and, and put down a caravan and then build their own house. These are heroes. These, these families are the best. And uh, we need more like that. And they, they do exist. You know, they, there are two families waiting to come here to live on another hillside. And um, they do it in steps. You know, first they have the, the teenagers build a clubhouse. They call it a Zula, a little clubhouse out there. And then they'll build a deck and a pergola and encourage activities out there. And then a family will, and then two families will build a little, two little houses out there and a farm. And then people start to go out there and, and that's how it happens. And that's the way the, the Jews are working and it is slow. It is slow. And um, it's, it's not that great because the Arabs are faster than us. So I, I don't know what the solution is with that. Um, if there's a better way to do it, but that's how it's been done so far. And, it just is slow, uh, but it's still very exciting to go out there and uh, I'll be going out there in a couple minutes. It's already dark. Um, everyone's lighting. So we'll be lighting a little later out there. And uh, it's also kind of upsetting because like to get people to go out there, they have to put a, an advertisement on the WhatsApp, on the Susia list and encourage people. Oh, there's going to be tea. There's going to be Sukhvanyo. Please come light. Like, they have to make it like a party. I mean, it shouldn't have to be a party. You know, it shouldn't have to be that way. But it is because people want to stay in their warm houses. People want to stay where they're comfortable. There are people who don't even know where this place is. They actually gave directions. And they even explained to people that you can take your car. Um, like I told you, we had a bar mitzvah there. And there were people who were like, uh, where exactly is this? You know, it's not very far. It's not very far. But there are people. And, um, you know, th there's nothing really wrong with these people but they're they're comfortable in the way they live and they feel like this is my house this is my street this is where i need to be and that's all i'm going to do um these yeshuvim that grow and grow and grow um you some people don't ever see the edge you know but ours is, is still pretty small it's very clear where the edge is and we need to you know be brave and get out there um that is what goes on here in Yehudan Shomron. All the Yishuvim, it's really the same story with every Yishuv. And uh, it's a generational thing. The first people who moved out here are now in their 60s and they're tired and they don't want to do this. You know, they want to stay in their house and stay warm. And I get it. They're older. The younger people need to take up the gauntlet and do this. Um, that's like what the settler movement was. And it still needs to happen. It still needs to move forward. Um it's kind of funny, you know, when we were children in Wilmington at the gym, at the JCC, there's a plaque on the wall and our great grandmother's name is on it. And she dedicated the gymnasium at the JCC. And we were always so proud and so excited to go see her name because we thought it was our name and we knew, you know, who, who it was. 
that and be part of like the beginning of the JCC. And every person who gets involved with me in a project with us here at at Hatzalah Yudav Shomron, whether it's an ambulance or it's a playground, you're putting your name down on history, and you're putting your name down in Yudav Shomron. It's very exciting, and your children and your grandchildren are going to do exactly what I did. You know, you're going to see like, wow, that's we know this. This is our, you know, this is our Savta. This is our Saba. They were here at the beginning, and they cared enough to do this. And I, I think that's just, it's like, it's like magical, you know, that that we live here at the beginning. You now Israel's almost seventy-five years old, um, but it's still in Yehud and Shimon. It's not, you know, it's it's only like forty years old. They're celebrating forty years here this uh, these past couple of months. It's very, very raw, and it's still very much in the beginning of development and you can make a big difference here and it's very very exciting to to be part of that um i know after the 1967 six-day war a lot of um americans moved to israel because they felt powerful and they felt strong and they felt so proud and they wanted to be part of building up the country it was it's still happening it's still happening and you can really make a big difference and if you're looking to make aliyah and you're looking to make a difference in the world and you're looking to make a change and do something meaningful I urge you to move to Yudah and Shimron because these places still need, uh, and for they will need for a long time. They need energy and they need, you know, American um, ingenuity and um, you know, brave people and and energetic people and gutsy people to come out here and and push and build and do. Um, it's really really true. You're not going to come out here and uh, blend in and be a be a number at all. You'll be counted. You'll be important. So that's um, that was my uh, Hanukkah, and I haven't had too much time to rest, um, but it's coming to an end, and it was a great one. Um, and uh, I will have guests for next week. I already have them lined up, and it will be a much more interesting show. I don't have much else to share. Um, you know, I, you know, I don't want to talk any more than necessary. So all of you who are listening, have a last, a, a good, uh, happy Hanukkah last night, your final night, the eighth night and enjoy. And I'll be back next week, same time, Sunday at five and please tune in. And in the meantime, send me your questions like you always do. And I'll get in touch with you as soon as I can. Thank you so much for listening and have some love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page, and don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 
Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dots, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dots from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.